Welcome into another post-game pod of Banditland Boulevard. I'm one of your co-hosts, Trevor Howard. That's Tony LaMonica, a.k.a. Boxhead98TL. We knew this was long overdue, a game like this. We waited till the playoffs. We had that conversation earlier in the season after losing games 18-7 to Toronto, winning Mm -hmm. games through the skin of our own teeth, winning games 10-9, winning games 11-10 in overtime. We said what? This offense needs to step it up going into the playoffs, and they absolutely did. How about a beatdown on the little brother that is the Rochester Fraud Hawks taking those boys down and beating them? Not they didn't just they didn't just rout them. They beat them by twelve goals. Count them up. Twenty to eight was the final score from the KeyBank Center on Saturday night. A complete offense scoring on 33% of their shots were goals, 60 shots total, just in a complete offensive routing. And we said on last week's post-game slash preview that take shots from all angles, they're bound to go in. They did. 20-8, to eight, what a game. Yeah, you can't stop with this offense how much they have a powerhouse thing. And then the thing is that it finally clicked. This was the offense we've been waiting for all season long. But again, with the injury bug and we had secondary, uh, you know, with our death coming up and just to help contribute those wins, this was big. Obviously having uh, four people at least with uh, a hat trick that night, we also had just – Secondary scoring from everybody, basically, almost everybody. Uh, Ian McKay, Brad McCauley, um, Steve Priolo. Uh, Kyle Jesus, Buchanan, dude, Kyle Buchanan threading the, threading the needle on that one shot in between the two defensemen going top shelf. I mean, yep. that is what you need to use Kyle Buchanan for. Johnny mm-hmm. T used him. He got himself a hat trick, and all three of his goals were amazing. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. The unsung hero is doing it what he does best. And then he's a workhorse. But again, our top two guys, Dane Smith and Josh Byrne, proven once again, they are the dynamic duo of lacrosse, especially in Buffalo Bandits history. Um, Dane Smith with ending up with 10 points, Josh with nine. Again, that's a combo that is dangerous to face. And now that we have succeeded in like kind of like saying, okay, there goes Rochester. We're we're done. Goodbye, we're done. little now, bro. Goodbye, little now, bro. It's come down to where you got to bring this same atmosphere against Toronto next series. This is the Eastern Conference Final now. Yep. This is the big time. So this is what the offense has got to do every single game against their opponents from here on in. Absolutely, and we really just held them down, shut them down. Matt Vince playing out of his mind once again. This mm-hmm. guy has. I mean, we all knew that Matt Vince was electric. And it's been after that Toronto home game where this guy has absolutely gone like he's been sipping out of the fountain of youth or something because this guy has been making insane saves since that Toronto game. Uh, Even going back to that Riptide game earlier in the season where he gave up only 10 goals uh, to those guys when they were putting up a fight against us. But this guy's been playing out of his freaking mind. And we know that he's one of the best goalies to ever lace up a pair of pads in the National Lacrosse League. But this guy holding another team, this time his former team, the team that really got the best of them when we played at the War Memorial back in Mm -hmm. January, holding them to under 10 goals, and then watching this offense absolutely explode. Three goals in the first, and then we had five goals in the second, six in the third, six in the fourth. We tallied 12 goals in that second half, followed by amazing defense, and just outstanding goaltending. I mean, this is a one of the most complete wins you'll ever see. Uh, if you've ever been to a Bandits game in Bandit Land, this is probably one of the most complete 
wins on all sides of the ball. Faceoffs were good. Penalties were mm-hmm. good. Offense were good. Defense was good. Goaltending was elite. Uh, secondary scoring was amazing. The coaching decisions were great. The power play, the way that we would attack them on the power play. Like when we interviewed Delby Paulus and he said backyard lacrosse, that was the most Darius Kilgore based power play I've ever seen. And it really worked out in our favor scoring going two for four on that power play. Mm-hmm. Um, and Josh Byrne will tell you right now that he could have cashed in on one of those other power play opportunities where he rang it off the post. I believe it was, we w- should yeah. have gone three for four on the power play, but it's hard to be picky mm-hmm. when you win a game. 20 to eight, but one of the most complete games of the season is, or maybe of all time, as long as I've been alive for. Yeah. You got to understand this is basically all a team effort. When Dane Smith, after he had his uh, post-game interviews straight after the game, he said, everybody needs to contribute. It doesn't mean about him. doesn't mean about Josh Byrne or the top guys on the team. He's mentioning it for everyone. Like I said before, this is a family and this is what they do best is that they stick together and that they work together as one, not as individuals. And what they have done, obviously, after this past Saturday night, had everybody contributed. They did their part. Everyone played their role. Goaltending was A+. Defense was A+. Scoring was A+. I mean, what more can you possibly ask for from a perfect site game to watch especially going up against one of your rivals across the 90 back over to rochester over in there's their uh, area code how what's the area the code 585 who cares 585 right the cares? rock man yep oh and by the way mr rylan hartley you want to flip off us because of yeah. how bad you yep. you stunk for that team and you've been lights out from the season before you know, and from this half, first half season, but then all of a sudden the vibe just started to go away. You guys lost forget. that edge. We you guys forget. did not want to score more goals. And then you had the audacity and the unprofessionalism to flip us off after your performance. Next time you flip somebody off, look in a mirror and do it to yourself because that's sad for you to even do that to us. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you think you're Stone Cold Steve Austin or anything, but when you give up, like – the amount of goals that you gave up, you gave up 15 goals, buddy. And then your, yeah. and then your backup who was like worse than you somehow gave up another five goals in a span of nine minutes and 19 seconds. He was garbage too. Do you have the audacity to turn around and flip off the crowd? That is when you tuck your tail between your legs, put mm-hmm. your head down, go in the locker room and know that your big brother just whooped your ass once again mm-hmm. in the Buffalo bandits. You want to turn around and give us the finger um, scoreboard. Do I, do I really have to just like, I mean, that, one word, scoreboard. I don't care Look if out. you're going to, I'll give you, I'll give you any finger I want to give you. Um, does mm. it affect the score whatsoever? Absolutely nope. not. So nope. Hartley, you're, you're a stuck up loser. Um, your team is out of the playoffs. <laughs> Rochester, Sports, Rochester Sports Center, big shout out to you on uh, Instagram, buddy, talking about all that trash talk, talking about mm-hmm. how Buffalo is Rochester's <clears throat> little brother. What happened to your team, buddy? What happened to your team? I mean, it wasn't even close. Close. A dozen goals. A dozen goals you lost by, and you're still gonna turn around and talk your mess. At least your Amherst won. There's your there's your there's your positive for the war memorial. They won it. I think they almost blew a four to one lead against the Syracuse Mm -hmm. Crunch, but they still held on to win that game and they advanced to the conference finals. But your your Rochester Nighthawks what happened? What happened to the boys in the army green and black? What happened mm. to them? What happened to you, Connor Fields? Uh, what happened to you? What happened to Thomas Hogarth? By the way, I was saying this off air, Tony, and I definitely remember you 
uh, hearing me say this, but mm-hmm. what was my thing going into last week's preview? Shut down the former Bandits. Shut down the Connor Fields. Shut down Thomas mm-hmm. Hogarth. How many goals did Thomas Hogarth score on Saturday, Tony? Just, just one. One. I would say that's one. that's shutting Fields. him down. One. That's one it. Four assists for Connor Fields. Big freaking whoop on eight total goals. Awesome. Great. But the Buffalo Bandits, this should squash any argument whatsoever. And you can mm-hmm. put this out on whatever platform you want. You can screen record this, screenshot this. Quote, tweet me on this. I think the I think the rivalry is dying. I think the Bandits, it is. It's, this is a one-sided rivalry. And mm-hmm. when you only have one team winning out of this rivalry, is it really considered a rivalry anymore? Like, I wouldn't consider it at all. You go back and look at Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Tom Brady would beat Peyton Manning what nine times out of ten was sure. that was that really a rivalry um <laughs> and then you have like yankees red sox constant mm-hmm. back and forth action that is a rivalry we used to be yes. rivals with the rochester nighthawks but all we do is whoop these guys they might get that occasional come from behind victory like they did in january maybe a couple times a year but we mm-hmm. really dominate when it matters against those guys yeah i think our only rivals right now in the league right now out east or toronto that's it. That's it. I don't. I don't even consider this a rivalry anymore because of the smacketh down that the Bandits mm-hmm. gave them this Saturday when it truly mattered. When the lights were the brightest, Rochester covered their faces because it was too bright for them. And Buffalo was like, took their opportunity. They said, "Hey, I like these. I like the brightness of these lights. Give me some more, and we'll mm-hmm. drop twenty on those guys." So Hartley, you can you can flip off the crowd, but just know like. We don't. We don't care. We don't care. Mm-hmm. We we were just pointing up at the scoreboard. I mean that. Go away. It's, just go away. You suck. You're garbage. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically that's just. What can you say about Rochester? It's starting to fall and starting to falter. It's starting to fade away into the darkness. They don't get any attendance. The they they don't Nothing. have the attendance like they used to. I mean, when no, you and when, that's sad. I don't look at Rochester legitimately anymore since their expansion. I mean, mm-hmm. this was this team had three straight titles from what 2011 to 2013 or 14, or maybe it was well 2011 they had the to, best goaltender in the league, and that's Matt Vince. They did, but they also had a solid crowd. How do you mm-hmm. go from a dynasty in the early 2010s to losing your franchise? Uh, mm. to Halifax, and then you completely yeah. abandon your classic teal and purple color scheme. Nobody looks at them. nobody looks at the Army Green Nighthawks legitimately. Mm-hmm. And if you do, you seriously need to look in a mirror and question everything that you're thinking right now. I don't look right. at this team as a legitimate team. I look at them as a farm team. If the NLO had a farm team, that would be the Rochester Nighthawks because not only do t- does Terry Pagula own the Nighthawks, yeah. so, so do the Buffalo Bandits. Yeah, pretty much. They they are they are the ones that we say. Well, we'll call you guys up whenever we need you in case yep. uh, somebody gets hurt. But you'll, that's you'll not be the case. our you will be our future Triple A uh, or AHL affiliate <laughs> of the Buffalo Bandits. Just give it just just give it time. Hey, the Rochester practice squad. That's basically what they look like. <laughs> the Rochester Junior Bandits. The Rochester oh Junior Bandits. Yes, I'll that is it. basically how you want to do it. But again. It's it is sad to see that you go from being a top tier team and now it's starting to fade. And but there's still talent on the team. We're not saying there isn't. But the fact is, is that the fan base has now lost faith in their team. 
And that's what sucks because then when things go wrong like that and there's less and less people in the crowds, eventually you're going to say to yourself, well, is it worth keeping this team in, in the city of Rochester? Look what Panther City did. I mean, God bless them for their first year in the run, even though they came up short against Calgary. But they did. They still need to draw more fans in the stands. They were they were a pl- first-year playoff team. Um, but again, it's – you know, I just kind of sucked. I kind of wanted to see, no offense to Calgary, but I wanted to see Fort Worth actually move on against Colorado, but that's not the case. I want to see TK go to the Final Four. I mean, that's it. That I, loved, been great. I loved Tracy Koloski growing up. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much in 2004 when he won the NLL Finals More. MVP against us uh, yeah. in the 2004 championship game. But when he came up in 2010, I mean, that guy was an absolute beast. Uh, mm-hmm. For I think he's I think he played a few years up in, up in Buffalo, but he was one of my favorite players when he came here. So it would have been nice to see him go to the final four. Um, but Tony, I just, I just can't get enough looking at the scoring report. Look at mm-hmm. the secondary scoring, kicking things off with Ian McKay from Josh Byrne. Uh, I mean, 1437 into the, uh, into the first, or, I mm-hmm. mean, sorry, 23 seconds into the first and then yep. Kyle Buchanan from Frazier and Kluge, and then Josh Byrne on the power play. Kyle Buchanan yeah. and Ian McKay. Those were the guys that really stepped up when the vets went down, when we really had to face adversity. And you Absolutely. see their production, even when the vets are up, the fact that they're still scoring these secondary goals is absolutely amazing. And then Katoni ripping three in a row because Holden Katoni is one of the only bright spots on that team. Uh, tying Correct. the game up at three, Chris Cloutier from Josh Byrne and Dane Smith on the power play, followed yep. by Connor Fields on the power play on what I honestly thought was kind of a BS call. Uh, mm. You got that cross-checking call when they were letting everything go in that first quarter on Justin Martin, but you're going to call that crap. That was garbage. Uh, but the right. bandits did overcome that. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like everybody cross-checks in the NLL, and they, yeah. they only call it on the bandits. But Dane Smith ripping two in a row, followed by Tehoka. Great to have him back in the lineup as well. Absolutely. Leading 8-4 at halftime with a comfortable lead. Ryan Smith coming in. Uh, scoring to go down 8-5, followed by Hogarth on the power play. Um, and then Dane Smith from Kluche and McKay. McKay scoring against Steve Priolo, the captain, ripping two, one on a B-way. Two straight breakaways, by the way. On a B-way, yep. So the Ian McKay one was unassisted on a breakaway, followed by yep. Steve Priolo, unassisted on a breakaway at 521. Yep. Um, Kyle Buchanan from Dane Smith, Josh Byrne from <laughs> Kluche and Smith. That connection was hmm. there the whole night. Josh Byrne from Ian McKay, leading 14-7. Now, mm-hmm. Tony, I wasn't there, but the vibes in the building had to be immaculate leading 14-7 going into the fourth quarter. Well, you got to also realize, too, it's a game of runs like you even mentioned before, but I don't think they wanted to even put the like take their foot off the gas. They just says, you know what, make a statement right now, bury them where they belong, and just keep trucking. And they didn't want to stop. They had a, after the third quarter when it was 14-7, to like you said, they had a six-goal run to really bury them. And then as soon as that happened, I think um, I'm not really too sure what time minute they allowed Shanahan to go in smart move by Johnny T. Cause God forbid, if Rochester would have said, you know what, we're losing, we're not going to make it easier for Buffalo to go on to the next, next round. So we want to run Vince. No, they were smart. They took him out. They put Shanahan in and he was even solid. He, he only was. gave up one goal um, on how many shots possible? So on, uh, if you look at the stats, it was – He only had um, six shots on – or I'm sorry, scratch that. Seven shots on net. He made six out of seven uh, for the saves. Near, Yeah, near near perfect. Six out of seven. Very, mm-hmm. very good for him. 
Uh, that would be like yeah. what eighty three percent of his shots that he faced were saves. So that's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's um, that's pretty good. And uh, I mean that six goal run. I, I mean that d- it from M- Frazier, McCully, Nanakoke, Buchanan, Kluge, Byrne. And then Katoni yep. scoring a garbage time goal with less than a minute to go. I guarantee you they were chanting na 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 hey hey with like six minutes to go. I mean, this game was over. Oh. Rochester oh. absolutely dug their own grave and died. They 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 tucked their heads down and died. They did <laughs> mm-hmm. not show any effort in that fourth quarter. I'm like, seven goals, that's a lot to overcome. But like like we said before, I mean, it's a game of runs. If you if you string maybe three or four, you go on a three or four goal run, it's kind of a new game. But, dude, these guys just rolled in the fetal position, let the bands kick them around. Yeah, you know what the best part about it is? As soon as that actually was happening in that second half routing, because like you said, we had 12 goals combined, six per quarter. Yep. We were ripping on Hartley, and then we were ripping on Hutchcraft. All the fans, and I got to say, yep. say this to everybody that when we started that chance with the goalie chance from section 118, all the way to 122, and then when people started to hear it, the 300s, the 300s were getting in on it too. And I was loving it. So if you're listening in or you're watching this right now, I'm telling you this. If you go to Friday's game against Toronto at the Key Bank Center, we are going to rip on their goaltender, Nick Rose. never believe. And I want everyone's help to get him rattled. So we're going to really rip on him big time. Rosie. Rosie. You suck. Suck. I can't can't wait. I can't even wait. Cannot wait. But uh, dude, the the crowd was in it the whole time. The back to back B waves absolutely sealed That's the victory. In my honest opinion, for I was um, I was at a, I was at my end of the semester party for, for my college campus where everybody was kind of partying on the streets. I found congratulations by the way. Five, thank you so much. I found mm-hmm. five people live streaming the game on their phone. Mm-hmm. And I was looking over someone's shoulder that was watching the game. And as soon as <laughs> I see the two breakaway goals going, I'm like, I don't need to watch anymore. This game is over. The bands mm-hmm. have just blown out their little brothers and we're going to go celebrate this W. I was, that was when I knew the game was over. Right. And I can't believe how the fact that with everybody still too at the game, they never left. They stayed around to, you know, watch them do their victory lap and everything else. And also when they went out after to the cobblestone, um, the only players that I got to actually talk to was Tohoka and Chase uh, after the game. So they're ready. Two, they're two beauties. Oh, hey, two beauties, though. I, that's a scratch. That's a scratch. Scratch that. I actually talked to three or four. I got Brad. Brad and I talked for a while. And friend he's of like, the show. Friend of the show. Go, what do you feel about? I even asked him the question. He goes, I asked him. I go, what do you feel about Toronto? He goes, Toronto. That's Let's what go. He's like, he's so psyched. He can't <laughs> wait. He just said it right there and then. I'm like, Okay, he's ready. <laughs> I love that. I love, love that. the enthusiasm out of this guy. He's like great news, and and he would love to come back onto the show too. He wanted to mention that to you too as well. That that's amazing. And the, I remember when I posted on my Instagram story of him and his his fight against Josh Sullivan on St. Patrick's mm-hmm. Day. Uh, he slid up on the story and said, "I got a man's ass to whip." I'm like, let's <laughs> let's go, let's go. He's such a beauty. Um, but yeah, <laughs> just a huge win, twenty to eight from the KeyBank Center. Just a, one of the most complete victories you'll ever see. And then if you watch JT's press conference, I mean, this dude like, he's like, yeah, you know, whatever. He beat Rochester. Who cares? On to the next one. I'm like, dude, I love that. Yep. I love that. He's always Calm, like, cool next, and collective. next game mentality. And this was kind of like the, the one where I really felt nervous. Like, if you lose this game, there are no, there's no insurance. Like, you lose, you mm. go home. Um, That's right. 
And it's it's essentially the wild card in baseball. And it's essentially the game seven in hockey, right? Like if yeah. you win, you advance. If you lose, you go home. The bandits stepped up big time. We're not the San Diego Seals. We don't lose one and done. No, when sorry. The best sorry. When, we're, when we match it with the te- the best record, fourteen and four, and you guys lo- and you guys lose. Yep. No, we don't. We don't. We don't give That's up game sad. winning. We don't give up game losing uh, goals with two, two seconds to go Mm-mm. to the Colorado Mammoth. Um, that never happens. Right. So, uh, usually it's, it's Matt Vince making a sprawling save to force overtime, which we end up winning in thirty seconds anyway when we get to the right. next quarter. So, uh, I mean, just what are some of the other stats? Dane Smith ripping seven assists because, of course, Josh Burns, four goals. Uh, The leader in penalty minutes was Nick Weiss with two minutes, and he tied with three other Bandits players for two minutes. Uh Uh, Didn't take any stupid penalties. Connor Fields, I will say say this, though, about Connor Fields. 15 shots on goal is kind of amazing. It's kind of a baller move, and he was kind of trying to put the team on his back there, but – I mean, Matt Vince, what's the longest river in Africa? D-Nile on Connor Fields for the most part. Uh, to Josh Burns, 12 shots on goal. Ian McKay, I mean, this dude, 11 loose balls. Like, when I say complete victory in secondary scoring, it's not even just secondary scoring. It's just it's it's secondary fundamentals. I mean, yes. they, when was the last time we had double-digit loose balls from a player not named Steve Priolo? I mean, mm-hmm. Ian McKay is always digging those out. And Matt Vince, 44 saves, seven goals allowed for him. Like we said, holding him under 10. He held those guys under eight. He was completely dominant. Actually, seven. Yeah, yeah, he had seven. Yeah, he had seven. He was holding them under eight goals. I mean, complete domination. And then we, we got to take the motivation from this game mm-hmm. and send it to next week because I'll tell you right now, this Friday, Ghostface will be in attendance to yes. the Key Bank Center. He's going to be God sitting up in, time. up in Section 3. I think last time I set up in 315, I, I don't know. But if you see a guy with a Stainhouse jersey or one of the black jerseys from like 2008 and a ghost face mm-hmm. mask, that's me. So if you see that's him, you. Get, say hey. And then if you see this guy in Section 119, say hey to him if you listen to the show and you follow the show. Um, because we'll be there. Game one against Toronto, we'll, we'll give you a preview later in the week for this game, but I'm so fired up. I think they have so much motivation to go from last week's win to go into this one and completely, I don't want to say stomp Toronto, but at least handle them and handle them well, go up 1-0 in the series. Yep. I mean, like you said, one game at a time, you're going up against these guys that have been back and forth all season long, so it should be a very, very interesting series to see. I mean, last year – we're not taking anything from last year, even though we went two and zero and just moved on against Colorado in the finals. But again, much different team, much different uh, motivation from them. And they show that they have promise, but again, one game at a time, play smart, stay out of the box, end of story, get your offense clicking like you did against uh, Rochester on Saturday. And you should have really no problems, but it's going to be a very good match. Yeah, last year, those two games were nail-biter type of games. The way that we advanced to the mm-hmm. finals last year was crazy. It was based off of a waved off. I mean, no, the game clock expired about but a tenth. Sc- it looked like they scored by that one-tenth of a second, a I believe. A tenth of a second before the ball completely crossed the goal line. That was how we advanced to the finals, which was crazy last year. Um, yeah. But if you look at last year's team, we faced against Albany in the first round in the quarterfinals. And we – we didn't blow them out the way that we blew out Rochester. Mm-mm, I mean, this close. team, this team is pissed. This team is hungry. They're still pissed mm-hmm. about last year. 
you could tell that this team's on a mission. This team overcame adversity, something that last year's team really didn't do. And mm-hmm. they're, they were just firing off on, on all cylinders. This team looked completely different from the regular season team. Uh, they held the lead. And for the most part, I mean, other than the, the fact that Katoni ripped three in a row to tie the game at three, we really didn't look back at all in this game. We didn't have to do those nope. come from behind overtime, bite your nails mm-hmm. type of games. Mm-hmm. We took the lead and stomped them into the ground. We kicked them around like 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 they were the big bully and we finally stood up to them and just started kicking them around and saying you're not gonna you're not gonna bully us anymore that dynasty from the early 2010s is dead it's It's dead and you gotta also remember too is that even though they had eight goals and they were only up by four at the half the second half has been a complete secondary story for the entire season throughout this year because what did we say before the first half is basically figure out your opponents and what kind of game style they do. Once you exclude it, second half is your game. It's your, it's the pedal to the floor, foot down, don't let up, run them over. And that's exactly what they did against Rochester and their opponents this whole time. And this is the one about conditioning is about what Johnny T has uh, tweaked to make it better. And I think now that we can say is that this team like you said, is very dangerous and you better watch out because this offense is hungry. This defense is locked and they're and motivated is playing out of his mind right now. Yep. He wants that ring. He wants that title for his fifth time. Fifth time. Yeah. Fifth he time. Five I think, I think so. And then he went okay. to the finals in 2009 with the, when he was playing for the New York Titans, I think they lost to, Toronto no when I don't remember who they lost to in 2009 but they went to the finals there um he's been there multiple 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 times he's not new to this Mm -hmm. championship thing Mm -mm. and um I guarantee you this if they win the championship this year 48's getting retired in bandit land sorry I don't care what anybody else says 48 should get retired obviously after number nine of course we're still long overdue with that but Mm -hmm. um I mean it's gonna be crazy and Sorry to say this for the Toronto Rock fans out there, but I mean, I think that Colorado pissed them off to the point where they're going to take their anger out on some of these other teams and don't even look back right now because Colorado has made the final four. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure how I feel about that. We got Colorado and Calgary out West Mm -hmm. and we got Buffalo and Toronto out East. Um, So there are four teams left. Just, just take care of business. In my honest opinion, if you want to be the best of the best, you got to take down the teams that are really just been bugging you and mm-hmm. look at, look at the teams out West that are left Calgary beat you in 04, beat you in 19. We lost to them twice in the finals. You look at Colorado. Colorado. We, lost to them in, we lost to them in 06 and we lost to them in 22. We've lost to both of those mm-hmm. teams twice in the finals, So it's not going to be an easy road, no matter who we face against, but look at nope. Toronto right now and use that series of motivation, go to the finals mm-hmm. and finally seal the deal, finish the job. That's it. Guys, this is your destiny. If you guys want to have that fifth title above and you want to have uh, the memorable season you guys have been waiting for, pedal down, don't look back. End of story. Yep, this that's is it. what you guys want. It's it's We got your backs no matter what. The fans have your backs no matter what. It's all on you guys. So basically, go out there, have fun with each other, but most importantly, kick the shit out of these guys. Would you, you please? To. God, stick your stick your it. foot stick your foot so far up their ass that you make a shish kebab out of these guys. I'm mm-hmm. I don't want you to show any mercy towards Toronto, just like what Nothing. you didn't do with Rochester. Kick Correct. them so hard where it hurts the most, 
and don't even look back. Nope. So, uh, well, we'd like to do a little segment. I want to do a segment if we could. Um, sure. We got like nine minutes before they, think- before they throw us out here. So that's fine. Um, Who would you think would be your go-to guy of the game? For oh my God. I mean, I know, I know it's hard to say because we have so many good players that have really outshined the rest, but in your yeah. personal view, who do you think? That is so crazy, but I'm going to give it to Matt Vince. No, you know what? He's going to be my honorable mention because you can't even overlook the 20 on the scoreboard. So mm-hmm. what am I saying right there? Even though he did play out of his mind, uh, he's my honorable mention. I would say my player of the game too. Uh, but my player of the game one was a guy who was absolutely electric offensively and defensively. I don't know if you're thinking of this guy as well, but he's our friend of the show. Yep. Dan, Dan's favorite player. He's rocking his jersey every single night. That's number quattro, Ian McKay. Yeah, that's definitely a good pick because he's been one of the absolute studs of this team, especially when injuries came about. He stepped up and played offense, and he scored at will like we've never actually seen him do before. But, again, he scores when we need him to score, and that's huge to have. He's got that dog in him, man. He's got that clutch factor. I mean, between him and Kyle Buchanan, you cannot ask for more than that. that and Bucky's awesome. what? Bucky's what? Thirty-six years old, and he's still playing he's like he's still playing like he's, he's still playing like he's twenty-six, right? Yeah. Like, oh man, he's just dominating. For me personally. Now, I'm not going to say anybody from the offense. And yes, they did their job. Twenty goals. God bless. You know what? That's awesome. You know, a lot of football players would always say, or coaching would always say, defense does win you games. And this goes to the entire defensive core. That includes Matt Vince, especially locking down and only allowing seven goals out of 52 shots. That's crazy. Or is it 51 shots? uh, Excuse me, uh, because he made 44 saves. But that itself tells you that if your defense, especially with having Justin Robinson back in the lineup and no offense to Carter McKenzie for um, the switch due to Johnny, Tavar- uh, Johnny Tavares' uh, decision. But we but needed – It's we, just amazing we needed how well Robin our depth Jay, is. Jay Robin needs to play the playoff games. Justin Robinson has really played well. Yep. And, again, this defense is what helps. And I don't know how much more gas Steve Friolo has got left, but he's obviously showing he's still that young kid – wanting to play from since day one and he has the heart to do it. And obviously when he scored that breakaway goal, that was huge too. So again, kudos to the defense, kudos to Matt Vince, you guys as a group is what I'm deciding that has won this game for the team too. Absolute studs all the way around. How about 20 on the scoreboard though? I I, I still can't get over that. The way that we've been long overdue for, for a game like this and we decided to do it in the Mm -hmm. quarterfinals. I mean, perfect. Yeah, I can't can't disagree with you on that one, especially with how that should be the way the offense should roll. Is that yeah. slaughter them? Don't give them a breath. That was what we were waiting oh, for. Excuse me. See, like for me, <laughs> I, can't, I didn't catch my breath there for a second. Speechless. You're speechless right. over there. As we close this episode, we would like to thank you. The fans, and we'd like to thank all those who have been watching us on YouTube. If you guys would like to hit the like and subscribe button and hit that notification bell to let you guys know about myself and Trevor Howard over there. Also, we'd like to thank those who listen in on any device possible on Spotify.fm and Anchor uh, to say thank you and give us that five-star rating. 
and to mention us uh, also for our only sponsor that we had this year so far and hopefully have more is Mitchell's Tavern. Live yes. at 734 Sheridan Drive. We can't thank you guys enough for the all-year-round support, for allowing us to sponsor you guys and for being mentioned. Uh, if you guys do happen to go there, please mention your boys on Banditland Boulevard. That is myself, Tony LaMonica, a.k.a. Boxhead90ATL, alongside with Trevor the Power Hour yep. over there alongside. Right. And mention us so we can say, hey, they said you guys got the best food around in Tonawanda, so we want to make sure it's true. So believe me, you're going to really like their food and enjoy their amazing service that they do provide. Love it. Love it. 20 goals to Rochester's eight is the final mm-hmm. score from the Key Bank Center Oh, I can't prepare Saturday. for this last segment. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Absolutely electric. Se- electric pod right now, if I got to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, we're, we're ripping Rochester. We're pumping mm-hmm. the Bandits tires the way it always should be. That's right. Your little brother, man. And then you got the rally towel right there that says what? The three words that we can the close out the show with? The three magic words that we close out the show. Let's yep. do this. Ready? Ready? Hold that thing up for the for the YouTube crowd here. Let's go. Let's do this. Ready? Let's. Let's yep. go. Let's go. Bandits. Bandits. Let's go. Let's go.